Alright, welcome to the special edition of a Casey Corner Sermon Hybrid as all this craziness with the coronavirus is happening. It's good to be with you, Brooks. It's going to be uh, a little different episode today and we're going to get into what uh, Jeff hopes to say over the next couple weeks and a, lo- a little word from our lead pastor here at King's Chapel and then what uh, King's Chapel is going to look like over the next few weeks as well, but definitely a uh, a different time going on and some craziness in the world that we'll eventually get through. No doubt about it. You know, Brooks, and one of the things that I'm so grateful for is Casey Corner. I mean, just an opportunity to talk to our people and mm-hmm. uh, to get word out um, is such a blessing. I mean, even the fact that we didn't have church last Sunday, <laughs> uh, you know, to have the joy to be able to remind our people about, you know, God is in control and he's good in all of this. So, um, really grateful, Brooks, uh, for Casey Corner. Grateful for you. Uh, as you know, I had a wedding this weekend in Tallahassee, and the place that we were staying, I found out that um, a young man listens uh, to uh, the King's Chapel sermons, and he listens to Casey Corner. He <laughs> Shout says, out. Yeah, he's like, hey, I know Brooks. Your name came up. And, uh, I feel famous. So you're getting famous, Brooks. It's, uh, <laughs> I won't it's, let it get to my head. Well, um, it may have already happened to mine. <laughs> so anyway. Well, you know, I want to begin with prayer. Let's just, let's just start this uh, with prayer. Let's pray together. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you that, God, all things are in your hands. You are, are the sovereign God of the universe. Um, this coronavirus did not surprise you. You're not wringing your hands wondering what to do. As your perfect plan unfolds with unperfect people, broken people like us, we know that you are in control, and that gives us such great joy. We know that you are good, and we know that you got us. And so uh, may that reality trump the fear, the, uh, the nerves, uh, the, the, just the chaos that seems to be all around us. Um, we thank you for that reality. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your spirit. And thanks for the reality of your son. Uh, thank you, our triune God. You are awesome. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, the sun came up today. We're outside. Exactly. Everything is going to be okay eventually. It really will be. And, you know, uh, I love the fact that we decided to be outside here today. Um, so maybe you're going to hear the sights and sounds. I guess, you, how do you hear the sights? That's not very good. So <laughs> We'll describe it. Exactly. There's a pool, some bushes. Exactly. Uh, hopefully the birds will be singing along with us here. <laughs> But Brooks, I want to start off by saying these are certainly uh, uncertain times. I mean, in my lifetime, unprecedented uncertain times. And anytime you have uncertainty, it's a breeding ground for fear. And we could see that all around us, uh, probably also uh, within us, is that where there's uncertainty, uh, usually fear grows and uh, rears its ugly head in many ways. But we got to remind ourselves of, of who God is and what he has given to us and what he's doing in the midst of all this. I mean, God, it says clearly in 2 Timothy 1.7 that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love, power, and self-control. And how does that help us? Well, he gave us a spirit because, <laughs> I love this, Brooks, because he is the most certain thing in all of creation. He is the one who created it. He's above creation. And he is the only one who is unchanging. 
uh, scripture will tell us that even our world is going to be fading away in some uh, way, shape, or form. That all things are changing. Um, and yet he is the only one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the most certain thing of all. And so in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of uh, an unprecedented time, uh, we look to our great God and we remember who he is and the spirit that he's given to us. Uh, I think in God's providence to us, Brooks, we just spent several weeks looking at the last, uh, the, the uh, seven churches in the book of Revelation. And all of them went through tumultuous times, even the ones who were favored and the ones who were struggling. None of them were exempt from tumultuous times. Some of it, the, the, the tumultuous times that they were facing were self-inflicted, like Laodicea. You know, they probably brought some of that on themselves. Um, some uh, were going through the tumultuous times of being persecuted by the government, like the Romans at the time. Some were being persecuted by religious uh, people around them that weren't Christians. And the bottom line is, um, I love how the book of Revelation starts. It shows us uh, this picture uh, that of the resurrected Jesus in this portrait in chapter 1. And then it tells us in chapters 2 and 3 um, of the seven churches. And in the midst of all that tumultuous time that they were going through, this theme, the picture changes. And it pictures changes to uh, the throne room of God. And so the next two weeks... What we're going to be looking at, and this is just in God's good providence what we were going to be looking at anyway, is the picture of, uh, of the throne room of God. And I think when, we, when fear begins to creep in, when we have this unprecedented, uncertain times like we're in, our focus needs to be on Jesus, um, the author and perfecter of our faith. And God's word is going to take us uh, to the, the tranquility of God's throne and that he is worthy and that he is in control. So uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, we will be um, in the uh, continuing in our series in the book of Revelation. And I'm so grateful because that's where King's Chapel, that's where you and I need to focus is, hey, God's got us and he's got this and he, he is good. Yeah. And I know probably about a month ago now, I believe it was the Church of Smyrna where the letter said that there will be suffering. They promised that there will be suffering in your life and in your church and that it's not something that you shouldn't expect. Um, and it's kind of good news to hear in a way. Uh, you got to expect the unexpected and know that there will be trying times in your life. Yeah, you know, and I, I love that fact that the New Testament's going to make that clear uh, throughout is that, you know, in, in this world you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Uh, Paul's going to tell uh, tell us, uh, as he told Timothy, and you know, in the book of James, in the book of Peter, you're going to say, you're going to see that there's fiery trials. There's don't be surprised by these, and don't be surprised by all the things that happen. That in this world, um, this is going to be normal. It's going to be cycles of pain. Um, you know, as the world who uh, has experienced brokenness through the fall of man uh, is going to experience a lot of pain and trial. But the good news, Brooks, he's overcome the world, right? And the good news is he's still Emmanuel, a God with us. So that's such, such hope for us at times like this. 
So what do the next kind of couple weeks look like for King's Chapel as far as what are we going to be looking at, um, services, and just gives a, a little pastoral update, State of the Union of the Church? Sure. You know, you know, huh, um, it's interesting because we, we as the church don't want to operate um, the same way the world does. We don't have the same values. Uh, you know, we don't have the same fears. Um, we aren't guided uh, by the same principles. And yet at the same time, we have to be very, very wise. And we have to, uh, Scripture even tells us that we need to heed the advice of those in authority over us. And so that puts us in this weird time of, okay, what do we do as the church? And I think there's a few principles that I'm going to talk about first and foremost. And that is, as I mentioned, let's not fear. Let's focus on God. Um uh, and I think there's even a, a thought of this is a great opportunity for us to love our neighbor is ourselves. And I think with that, um, we're getting a lot of stories of hoarding, you know, folks just hoarding supplies. And, um, and you know, I think it's really wise to, um, to, to make sure that you do things that are necessary to prepare for an uncertain future. Um, but if you're doing that at the expense of your neighbor, if you're... <laughs> You know, if you're buying the last roll of toilet paper and you already got plenty, um, is that really a <laughs> loving Christian thing to do? And I and I really want to encourage our people. This is a time to love our neighbors ourselves, and this is a time for us to trust our God, and this is a time for us to look out for others. So I think in the coming weeks, and I know that you were talking more specifically about King's Chapel, but I want us to talk about how our overall posture should be, and that should be. We focus on uh, our Savior. We focus on our, our great God. Uh, we we let His peace that passes understanding um, control us. Uh, we don't get controlled by fear, um, and we also make sure that we are loving our God and loving our neighbor at a time like this. So you know, we Scripture tells us we shouldn't forsake the assembling of of, of uh, gathering of one another. So. Um, it's, it's really difficult to try to not have a worship service. So what we're going to try to do, and we're working even this week, is we'd love to be able to stream our services starting this Sunday. Um, and so that we can gather and we can gather maybe at least via the Internet um, mm -hmm. if, if need be. And so um, be looking for that. Um, I'm really grateful for the place that we have, uh, our partnership with the Orlando Korean Church. They have some cameras in place already, and they've let us utilize it. Um, they're still letting us have access to their building. So uh, in my mind's eye, um, I think that what I see is that if if we could get in there and, and maybe stream our services on Sunday, that would be fantastic for the coming weeks. Uh, we can't wait to get back together with everybody and worship and um, you know, right now, um, I, I would think the doors would be open for those who want to worship with us unless we're mandated that we can't. Um, I know there's some different reports of how big of a group can gather. So more word to get out to y'all. Be looking. Uh, Brooks and I hope to do more KC Corners as necessary and also get word to you via email or um Look at that MailChimp. I'm so glad that we have MailChimp oh, to, yeah. to be fancy. able to get up. It's fancy <laughs> pants, isn't that? So, uh, um, But what's great to be able to communicate to our people, we don't have to use smoke signals, you know, <laughs> so, uh, which, is, which is really good. So what do you expect in the upcoming weeks? And that is uh, pray for us. We're trying to find an online platform that we could stream our services on so we could feel a part. Um, 
small little logistical things like uh, we'll get word to you about our PO address and we have Venmo if uh, you know you want to continue your ties and offerings which I encourage you to do and but more, more importantly you know how do we encourage one another how do we look to God how do we love our neighbor I'm also looking for areas of opportunity to serve one another uh, we've reached out some some of our uh, senior saints to see if they need any help and um, I'm going to be uh, prayerfully looking around to see uh, how can we support our community. And if anybody has any ideas, let's do that as well. But let's be wise. I love what Scripture says. We should be as innocent as doves and wise as serpents. Um, we should have a an innocence to us and a authority to us in Christ. And yet let's be wise. And so I think that's where we find ourselves. Continue to pray for your leaders to make good decisions. Let's pray for our government authorities. What a, what a great time for us to pray too, Brooks, and to kind of be the, the church on our knees. Mm-hmm. I saw that same quote um, come across Twitter a couple days ago. It's it's a different, difficult time when you hear like of government mandating kind of shutdown of church services. You want to abide by that and obviously not spread the virus or anything, but also you have take precaution of, hey, we still want to meet and find a way to meet. We don't want to be shut down just for the sake of being shut down. So yeah, we're thankful for the internet, thankful for podcasts, and be able to spread sermons and the word um, digitally in that way. So and we're, I was talking with Katie Jakes earlier a couple minutes ago. It's like, it's weird. It's like we're planning for a hurricane, and we're thinking like, oh, we won't have power and everything. Like, no, we're still going to have power and quarantine and everything. So yeah. still have the internet and still have electricity to distribute the content and my family is excited we still have netflix yes that's the main <laughs> thing. So, uh, that is the main thing uh, anyway in hey, the office you know and brooks you know one of the one of the other pastoral thoughts i have is that um i want to i want to share a couple of psalms that god has been continually bringing to my mind and i'm sure at a time like this probably to many of his people but there's a there's a psalm psalm 91 psalm 91 is something that every one of us should probably stop and look at and I, and I want to unpack a little bit about that one because Psalm 91 is going to, I'm going to read this for us and, and let me just read this Psalm. It says this, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty. I will say to the Lord, and this is, this, is, this, this verse of all of them jumps out to me. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then it goes on to say in verse 3, For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent uh, you will trample underfoot because he holds fast to me in love. I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls when he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. 
with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I mean, what an incredible passage for a time like this. And we got to think about this and say, okay, is this a guarantee to God's people that they will not get the coronavirus? Is when it says <laughs> no pestilence will come near them? No, it's not. And, you know, throughout Scripture, he gives us things like, you know, train a child in a way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Does that mean if you grew up in a Christian home and went to a Christian school and heard about these things that you're not going to be wayward? Well, no, it doesn't. But what it means is that's usually true. And I, and I think when he says he's going to deliver us from the hand or from the snare of the fowler or from deadly pestilence, um, he will do that, Brooks, but it's not always in this lifetime. It's not always on this side of glory. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have this hope that goes beyond what we see. And so uh, I come back to Psalm 91 and it says, again, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And we think about that. Where are you running? Where are you hiding? What is your refuge? What is your fortress? And do you really trust God at times like this? And... Um, what an opportunity for us to do so. You know, um, it's interesting about the certainty, and certainty is found in our faith. You know, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then, you know, we're, we are assured that Jesus is in control. We are con we just convinced that God's got us in all of this, and that's going to drive away that fear. But the last thing I would like to say is that I've meditated a lot on this year, probably in the last year, uh, through the Psalms, specifically Psalms like Psalm 29, <clears throat> that, that deals with, and it's kind of an interesting one, that deals with the fact that the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders over many waters. And it says in, in chapter 29, 10, now stick with me here, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as a king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. What, intri what intrigues me about this is, is that the flood in Scripture is chaos. It's fear. Mm -hmm. it's, it's at a time where people are just in, in, in chaos. Mm -hmm. And this one, in, in 29.10, it says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. It's just a reminder, listen. Jesus is still on the throne in the midst of COVID-19. Um, whatever the chaos of this world may bring, his voice thunders over it all. And it's, it's, it's a voice of Almighty God, the Prince of Peace. And, you know, with that, um, let us not focus on the floods around us, the chaos around us. Let us be mindful of the one who sits enthroned over the flood. And to me, there's such peace there. And again, he's going to conclude that with, may the Lord give strength to his people. Amen. May he give strength to King's Chapel. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Why? Because he's the Prince of Peace. And he gives us a peace that passes understanding. So, my dear brother Brooks, <laughs> um, we are in nail-pierced hands. It's a good place to be. These are unprecedented, uncertain times. I know that your work schedule's turned upside down. I <laughs> oh, mean, yeah. you work uh, for baseball cloud, and there's no baseball games going on no, right zero. now. Zero. Zero. Gives us more time for KC Corner. Exactly, books. exactly. We could hone our skills, man. <laughs> our radio broadcast skills. Yeah, this could be awesome. 
But in the midst of that, even the chaos of your work schedule, the chaos of not knowing what's going to happen with our worship schedule, not knowing about tomorrow, you know, some shutdowns that might come and, you know, a quarantine, whatever, whatever's around the corner, um, the Lord's voice is going to thunder over all of that. And Jesus is still going to be enthroned on the flood, uh, on, uh, over the flood. And our hope is in him. And that's good news and a powerful message to end on for sure. And something to pray about and think about over the next, what seems like going to be weeks or months here. Absolutely. And hey, uh, King's Chapel family and beyond, if, if you all have a question, a specific question regarding what to do um, in a Christ-like way through times like this or you know how we could be the bride of Christ uh, to our community or whatever question you might have, a theological question, this would be a great time to, to kind of get that to us so we yeah. can maybe address some of those. And so mm-hmm. Pastor Jeff uh, at kingschapelfl.com is uh, a great way to get a hold of me. And, um, you know, any, anybody can reach out at any time. Uh, I'm praying for y'all. It's, a, it's an honor and a joy to be your pastor, especially at times like this. And... I love you. Love King's Chapel. Love what God is doing in our midst. And certainly love you, Brooks. Very, very grateful for you. Appreciate it. You may be hearing our voices a little bit more often now. Yes. Which will be fun. That would be fun. And the last thing I'll end on, too, is make sure to support local businesses around here. They're hurting probably the most. A restaurant that I go, that uh, our work goes to called AJ's Press in Longwood. They're obviously hurting business-wise with people not working and going out to lunch and breakfast. So make sure you support those local businesses when you can because uh, they're taking it hit the hardest. Well, look at you loving your neighbor yourself. <laughs> Quick shout-out because they're an amazing restaurant and they make delicious sandwiches. <laughs> they, they do. I've been there. They are delicious. It's a family-run business. It is, it? yes. yes. Yeah, so they're, cool. they're hurting right now. We went there uh, for our last day before work at home yesterday and – they were uh, thankful for our support. Uh, that's awesome, Brooks. All right, uh, Casey, uh, King's Chapel family, we love you, praying for you. Look to Jesus. He's got us. We'll see you soon.